Let us stand. I have a couple of announcements. I think we're waiting on Brother Jason also. Brother Jason, have you made it here? Hey man, if someone can find out Brother Jason is here, I want him to come up and greet you. Um, while he's coming, I had a couple announcements. It says practice time starts, no, practice time for special songs are posted on a whiteboard on Main Street near the rec, the rec center. Okay. Um, practice starts at one o'clock. If you miss your practice, you might not get rescheduled. This is a really tight schedule. So if you have signed up, or sign up on that whiteboard out there and then once you have that time make sure that you make it there on time okay also um the choir practice tomorrow you'll meet here at 2 30. it says 2 30 in the chapel right here okay also there are a few cars right where check-in um was located there's a few cars that was parked along that side there we don't want any cars parked there except for Brother Ken and um, a few others that will be running the coffee bar, the Urban Brew, that coffee um, spot there. So everybody else can get their cars moved to the parking lot. It would be greatly appreciated. Okay. Okay. there's no other announcements we'll have brother jason come and just open the service and greet you praise the lord praise the lord everybody praise the lord everybody I sound like brother nichols tonight praise the lord everybody <laughs> amen we're happy to have you all here amen at our bethel youth camp amen we were trying to figure out should we call it bethel camp or dolly camp we weren't sure but we're going to call it bethel and we're glad to have you all here turn around and shake hands with somebody standing near you on both sides of you front of you back of you amen praise god so good to see all of your wonderful smiling faces i know that you're uh, here tonight for the right reason Amen. And we are thrilled to have you here. Amen. Uh, all the announcements have been made. Uh, I really don't have any announcements to make, uh, but I just wanted to greet everybody and say welcome. Amen. From the bottom of our hearts, welcome. Amen. Um, we were, for those of you um, who were here the first two years, who's here tonight for the first time to Bethel Youth Camp? Okay, so y'all missed two, the last two years. We had a different property and um, some different ways cause, uh, that happened and transpired. And uh, we were a little bit wondering what the Lord was going to have for us. And this place came open. And so we're very, very grateful to the Lord. Amen. We, we want you to just relax yourself now. We're going to sing some songs and have some worship. And that's to welcome the Holy Spirit among us. And then we're going to have the Word of God. We're very happy to have Brother... Uh, uh, and Andrew Glover is stepped in actually 
for Brother Donnie, who was supposed to be here. And um, Brother Andrew was actually supposed to be in New Zealand. And then um, some different things the Lord did behind the scenes there was pretty amazing. And uh, he was able to be with us. And I had actually wanted him to be a part of this camp earlier in the year. And it seemed impossible because he was headed to New Zealand. But that got worked out. This got worked out. And it's a, it's a heartbreaking situation overall that Brother Donnie can't be here. Um, the passing, the very sad passing of Sister Erica. But my, our dear sister is shouting tonight. Amen. I promise you, she's at a better youth camp than this one. Amen. Heaven is going to be the biggest, largest youth camp ever thought about. Hallelujah. So we rejoice in that. We are certainly going to be in prayer for Brother Donnie, Sister Carol, the whole family, and um, the entire assembly. But amen. We're here tonight, and you're here. The Holy Spirit is here. So we're just going to let the Lord. How many want to let the Lord have his way? Amen. God bless you tonight. Amen. I wonder if I could just have a prayer uh, before I turn it back over. Let's bow our heads and our hearts right now. Father, as I look out, Lord, across this audience, it just thrills my heart to see young men and young women. Lord, when a world is so bent in the opposite direction to even consider coming to something like this. But Lord, yet here they are, Father, and have traveled and and spent money and time and resources to be here. And Lord, there's a, such a great purpose and a great desire in their hearts, Lord, for more of you. That's what we all need, Lord. Now, Master, I pray you will settle our minds and our hearts now. This is the first service. But Lord, you can come in such a dynamic way, Lord, that we'll set aside all the cares of the day, all the travel. I know there might be some tiredness, but Lord, when the Holy Spirit comes in, I'm a witness. It just energizes, Lord. So I'm asking tonight, Father, for your special grace, your special mercy. Lord, we are remembering the hurting hearts Lord, in Tennessee tonight, our dear friend, Brother Donnie, and his family and assembly. And Lord, um, I, we're just asking for your special comfort and your special grace to be there. Thank you for making the arrangements that you've made. Lord, now uh, give us hearing hearts tonight. Bless both speaker and hearer. May you have your will and your way in all things. We give you all glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, friends. How I many happy to be here? Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. How I many ready to have church? Amen. We come to enjoy ourselves, but we really come to praise the Lord. Amen. 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 How many know I'm a friend of God? We're going to sing that a little bit. Amen. I need y'all help, though, okay? Who am I that you are mindful of me? That you hear me when I call? Is it true that you are thinking of me?
Three key of C. If you want to know where I'm going, where I'm going soon, anybody ask you? No. 
into the darkness. Seated. Brother Aaron, you may be seated. I mean, 
Brother Aaron, where you at, brother? Amen. Sister Deborah, amen. Let's give him a hand. They have a song for us. Bless y'all. Y'all happy to be at camp? Yeah. We're going to have to start finding other people to sing specials on the first night. I mean, this is three years in a row. Saturday was silent, surely it was through. Since when has a principle ever stopped you? Friday's disappointment, Sunday's empty tomb. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? This is the sound of dry bones rattling This is the praise make a dead man walk again Open the grave, I'm coming out I'm gonna live, gonna live again This is the sound of dry bones rattling power runs in my veins too I believe there's another miracle here in this room oh this is the sound of dry bones rattling this is a praise make a dead man walk again open the grave I'm coming out I'm gonna this is the sound of dry bones rattling and My God is able to save and deliver and heal and restore anything that He wants to Just ask the man who Thrown on the bones of Elijah There's anything that he can't do Just ask the stone that was rolled At the tomb in the garden What happened? 
you stand with me? Amen. I had this one song on my heart that we didn't go over, but we sung it. Everybody will be happy over there. Amen. How many know they'll be happy over there? Amen. Everybody will be happy, will be happy over there. We will shout and sing our praises. Everybody will be happy over there. Say everybody will be happy, will be happy. Oh, we're there. We.
Amen. That make you ready to go home right now. Amen. Let's get the Lord one more hand. Amen. 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 How many is ready for the word? Amen. Let's sing a little bit of Because He Lives. As we welcome Brother Andrew. Amen. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. tonight, not that we've read it in a book or we've heard it on a tape or we've listened to it in a sermon, but I believe we're witnesses because the God we're singing about is living in our heart tonight. Amen. I believe there's a pulsation of faith in the building tonight declaring that Jesus Christ is not in a tomb in Jerusalem, neither is he in a grave in Jeffersonville, but he's right here in the power of his resurrection to confirm every word that he said, every promise he made he's here to fulfill. Amen. I believe he's here to answer questions. I believe he's here to heal the sick. 
save the lost, fill with the Holy Ghost, break the chains of addiction because he's God and his word said he'll never fail. And I believe he's here to make good every promise he's made his church. How many believes that tonight? Amen. As they just play that softly, let's just bow our hearts together here. I know this is the opening night and maybe just tonight in godly order, brother to brother, sister to sister, you just lay your hand on the brother standing next to you, the sister there. And let's just join together here on the first night of this meeting. And you just open up your heart and you just join us in a word of prayer tonight. And let's invite him to come. Let's invite him to come and speak to us in the power of his resurrection and to speak to us in the word. Heavenly Father, Lord, as your believers have gathered here on this Thursday afternoon, Father, many miles have been traveled, many hours have been spent in labor and preparation for these meetings. Lord, many hearts have been under expectation to stand here this weekend. Lord, to sit in these services, to be under this atmosphere. Lord, for many days we've been, Lord, they've been looking forward to these meetings and here they are happening now. Lord, I pray that on this first night and these opening moments, Lord, that we would lay aside every weight, we would lay aside every sin, we would lay aside every care of the world, of the things of life. And Lord, may we be able to for these next few days, as it were, to shut into your presence Lord, where you could come in this meeting in a special way. Lord, you see the hearts here tonight. Father, behind these hands, behind these hearts are needs, Lord. Maybe, maybe some would think their need is insignificant, Lord. Maybe some would think their need is too big. But Father, Lord, I am a firm believer tonight that if I was to pass this microphone through the entire congregation, Lord, ask everyone to give their need. When the last need had been made known, there would not be a need that you could not move upon the face of the conditions, Lord. So, Father, we're inviting your spirit into this meeting tonight. May you take preeminence among us, Lord. Father, may you drive out every evil spirit. Lord, we don't know what this building has been used for, but, Lord, these next few days, we're going to use it for a place of transformation, for a place of change where hearts and lives will be changed. Father, not temporarily, but for eternity, oh God. Father, I pray for those tonight with heavy hearts, Lord. We we feel the heaviness, Lord, the losing of, of loved ones, of friends, oh God. But, Lord, you're word is true that some morning there will be a resurrection. Lord, we're looking to you tonight, believing you for comfort, Lord, believing you for your power to move among us in a special way. Now, Father, as we join our faith together, brother to brother, sister to sister, we know where there's division, there's no power, but where there's unity, Lord, things can take place. Father, that the devil cannot stop. Lord, bring unity among us this weekend and we'll be sure to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we pray. And all the believers says, amen. amen and amen. God bless you this evening. How many loves the Lord? Amen. amen. I know it's a, it's a special time to be together here this weekend and the opening night. I believe the Lord has something for us, don't you? Amen. If you have your Bibles while you're standing with us, we want to turn in the book of Proverbs. We have two places we want to read tonight. The book of Proverbs, the fourth chapter. And then also we're going to look in the book of John, the seventh chapter. And we just want to say God bless you all this evening. We thank Brother Jason, Brother Matt, the ministry here for the invitation to be here tonight and to speak to you this week from the message of the hour. And of course, we are definitely remembering our Brother Donnie Reagan and the family there in the church in Johnson City. Amen. Believe in the Lord just to put his arms around them in this time. And amen, many, uh, many people here tonight, I look around and see many friends. We say, God bless you all this evening, but we're just going to go straight to the word here in the book of Proverbs, the fourth chapter. In the 23rd verse, uh, the Bible here speaks to us very direct. 
It says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And man, I believe that's more than a suggestion. I believe that's a commandment. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. In the book of St. John, the seventh chapter, in the book of St. John, the seventh chapter, I want to read one verse there. In St. John chapter 7, verse 38, Jesus here is speaking in St. John 7, in verse 38, and he says these words. He says, he that believeth on me. How many believes on him? He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow. Somebody say flow. flow. Shall flow rivers of living water. Notice it didn't say out of my belly, but out of his belly. The one that believes on him shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. We ask the Lord this evening to add the blessing to the reading of his word as you can have your seats here this afternoon. I want to, by the help of the Lord, for just a few moments tonight in the opening service here, I want to speak to you on a thought, if the Lord would help us. And I want to title this tonight, Unclogging the Channels of Our Heart unclogging the channels of our heart. You know, uh, I know we're all very well aware tonight that this is the opening night of the meeting, and I think it's a good night to open up all the channels, amen, of our heart that the Lord could come into there and do something special for us. Brother Bram said in the message, getting in the spirit, he said, we got the people. He said, now just clean out the channel. See, the people's all right. He said, but get the channels cleaned out so that the Holy Spirit can come in. He said, all your fanaticisms and isms and everything else that's in the church. Amen. We just need to clean the thing out. How many, how many believes we got the people here tonight? We just need the spirit of God. Amen. To clean out the channels of our heart In the message, the lamb and the dove, another place. He said, every person is a spirit. Every one of you has got a soul. And when you go to believe in, it's in that channel of faith. Do you believe that? Certainly. And if you can get with one accord, he said, then that's when the Holy spirit will just move in. Amen. If you can just get in one accord, then that is when the Holy spirit Spirit will just move in. Now, another place just laying a foundation. He said, I seen not long ago where they went into the garners of Egypt and got some wheat that was put in there about 2,500 years ago. Yes, more than that, about 3,000 years ago, but in there by Joseph. It was put in there by Joseph. And some of the wheat had been laying there for all those years and planted in the ground and it produced again. Now, no matter how long this gospel lays here, 2,000 years, we've had mockers and scoffers saying the days of miracles is past. Amen. Put that word in the right kind of a heart and it'll produce again exactly what it did in the first time because it's the word of God. See, it's got to come into a channel of faith and as long as it laid in the garner then it didn't need nothing. It just stayed there as a memorial. So how many amen can agree with me tonight that the word, amen, is not good enough just to lay in the Bible. It's not good enough just to lay in the tapes or to lay in the books. Amen. Amen. But God has ordained this word to come off of the pages of the Bible, to come out of the of tapes and come off of the pages of the book, amen, and to fall into your heart because the prophet said, amen, every seed will produce of its own kind, amen, and if it falls in the right kind of ground, amen, it will produce the right kind of harvest. I believe tonight that there's seeds, amen, that's laying in the word of God for healing here this weekend. I believe there's seeds in the word of God for deliverance and miracles and signs and wonders, amen, but we've got to clean out our hearts, amen, in order to make room for the word to come in there. 
there. Now, you all know that there's, there's four seasons to a year. There's a spring, there's a summer, there's a fall, and there's a winter. We're actually just now, amen, beginning the first stages or the first days, amen, of what we call fall. And when we think of spring, amen, we think of a spring cleaning. So, amen, maybe I could say it like this tonight. We're going to have a spring cleaning on the first day of fall. <laughs> We're going to have a spring cleaning, amen, in this meeting tonight. When you, when you have a spring cleaning, what you begin to do is you begin to clean out the closets. You begin to clean out the garage. You, you begin to go through the house and look for things that's laying there that's taking up space. Or, amen, you're looking to remove something, to put something else there, amen, that will be more beneficial to you than what is there. And you know, I believe, amen, that there's a lot of things, amen, that the devil can put in our heart. I believe he can put complexes. I believe he can put fears and doubts and confusions, amen, and questions. But I believe that God has sent a message in this generation, amen, and it's a message of dynamic power. It's a message of Holy Ghost power, amen, and I think it's time to remove the complexes and make room for the power of the Holy Ghost. I think it's time, amen, to remove the doubts and the superstitions and the skepticisms and the unbelief, amen, and let the power of the Holy Ghost come in our heart, amen. I love what David said. He said, who can understand his errors? He said, cleanse thou me from secret faults, amen, and Psalm 51 verse 2, he said, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, amen, and clean me from my sin. In verse 5, he said, behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me, amen, but in verse 7, he said, purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean, amen, wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow, amen, David goes in Psalm 79 verse 9, and says, help us, O God of our salvation, amen, for the glory of thy name, and deliver us, amen, and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. Amen. David was praying that God, amen, would send the hyssop, amen, to purge away his sins, amen, for his name's sake. How many would agree that we all need a purging? Amen. I don't know if you how long you've been serving God, maybe five years or 20 years or, or 10 years, but every single one of us tonight, amen, need a purging of the Holy Ghost, amen, to wash our mind, to wash our spirits. And the prophet of God said, I do believe in a purgatory. He said, but I believe it's right now. He said, you purge your own soul. What does purgatory mean? It means to purge. When you see you've done something wrong, amen, then get out there and clean it out of you by confession and crying and fasting and praying. Someone even laughed at me when the Lord came here not long ago and gave me a vision. Always wanted to see about binding that serpent. Always wondered how to. He said, I should step out like that. When that's what I've wanted all my life, then I begin to fast and pray and said, what must you do for that? And I said in there, he said, I was not sincere enough. After he come, then I wanted to purge myself. Amen. There's a lot of devils that need to be bound this weekend. There's a lot of spirits that need to be bound. There's a lot of demons that need to be sent back to the hell that they come out of. Amen. But I tell you what's not going to do it is our feelings is not going to do it. And emotions is not going to do it. And sensations is not going to do it. Amen. But the word coming in power, amen, will put a faith in your heart. Amen. To bind that devil and put him in his place as a son and daughter of God. Listen, I don't believe you got to leave here with the demons you came with. I don't believe you got to go back with that old demon of fear, that old demon of doubt and tor torment. Amen. I believe there's a God in the building tonight. Amen. That can take the thing that's binding you and can bind that devil and put that devil 
in his place and release you from the condemnation, release you from the guilt. Amen. A prophet had to become more sincere to bind the devil. Then you best believe we have to become more sincere. He said, after he come, he said, then I wanted to purge myself. Amen. Not wait till you die and let some priest try to purge you. He said, purge your souls. Amen. But see, they took it out of the authoritative word and they put it over in the hands of some man-made dogma. He said to bring money into the church because they look at worldly things, worldly church, great powers in the world, political powers. Amen. But God looks to his word and any word that's contrary to God's word is wrong. Amen. As far as I'm concerned, amen, it's the word or nothing. Amen. Can we start this meeting off on that declaration? Amen. As far as I'm concerned, it's the word or it's nothing. It's not the way I feel. It's not the way I think. It's not the way things have been. Amen. It's the word or it's nothing. Amen. And I believe that the word of God will defeat the devil anywhere, anytime, any place, under any condition. Amen. And that word is here tonight to defeat the devil. Amen. That's trying to defeat the church. Amen. I believe as the prophet preached several times, he preached a message on doors. Amen. He would call it doors and doors. And what he would say is there are many doors in the heart of the human being. Amen. Now you know why someone knocks on a door. Amen. It's because they're trying. Amen. To gain access to what's behind that door. Brother Bram said there's the door of pride. He said there's the door of the private life. He said there's the door of faith. Amen. See, there's all kinds of doors. Amen. In the door of the heart. Amen. So there's one door to the heart, but then there's doors indoors. Right. Amen. There's one door to the heart, but then there's doors and doors. Now, you know what? In Proverbs 4, that, that Solomon instructs us. Amen. I, I lost it in my ear. If you could give it back to me, I'd appreciate it. Amen. Solomon instructs us, amen, to keep my heart with all diligence. Brother Bram said, listen, my Christian friend, if there's an alt in your heart against anyone, you go to them now and be reconciled and forget all the past. He said, if you've been having an up and down life, remember something, amen, has come into that heart. Something is moved into those thoughts. No matter who your enemy is, love him. Amen. No matter what's happened, let it go. After all, amen, you're in a field with weeds and we realize, amen, that we must both grow together. We've got to come up together. Amen. But a good whale cannot put forth, amen, evil waters and neither can an evil whale, amen, put forth good waters. Amen. And a tree cannot bring forth corrupt fruit. Amen. And a good fruit cannot come from a corrupt tree. He said, so let's either make the whole whale clean or let's make the whole well dirty. Amen. One or the other for it's dirty to begin with. Amen. So let's clean out the wells this morning and say, Lord, pour your spirit in me. Amen. And lead me and guide me. Amen. Is there a David among us tonight that says, Lord, pour your spirit out. Amen. Wash the wells of my heart. Wash the wells of my spirit. Amen. Pour your spirit out, Lord. Amen. If it's correction, I'll take it. Amen. If it's rejoicing, I'll take it. Amen. As long as it's coming from the word, I will receive what the spirit is sent in this age. Amen. To correct my heart so that I can be a tree that will bring forth good fruit as the father has commanded me to do. Amen. I don't know about you. I don't want to be a halfway Christian. Amen. I don't want to drink from a hybrid whale. You said, Brother Andrew, what is
is a hybrid whale? Well, a hybrid whale, amen, is something, amen, thank you, brother. It's something that is mixed, amen, with clean and dirty water. Do you realize that we are not drinking from a hybrid whale? Amen, we are drinking from an artesian whale. We are drinking from a whale, amen, that's not mixed with man's ideas. It's not mixed with denomination. It's not mixed with psychology. It's not mixed with education, amen, but the whale that we are drinking of, amen, it's got the power of the Holy Ghost in it. It's got the power to open the blind eyes. It's got the power to raise the dead. It's got the power to bind the devil. Amen. That's why we can have a confidence tonight that we can leave here clean because the whale we're drawing from is a clean whale. In the book of James, the Bible said, amen, out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. He said, my brethren, these things, amen, ought not to be so. Amen. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter. Amen. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine or figs? Amen. So can no fountain, amen, both yield salt water and fresh. Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't want to serve God, amen, with a perverse lip. Amen. I don't want to serve God on my good days. I speak good things. And on my bad days, I speak bad things. And when I'm on the mountain, I confess the word. And when I'm in the valley, I question the word. Amen. But I believe God has sent us a message. Amen. To bring us to a place of stability where we can walk every day of our life with an absolute assurance that when I'm on the mountain I'm a son of God when I'm in the valley I'm a son of God on my good days I'm a son of God on my bad days I'm a son of God when things are going good I'm a son of God when things are falling apart I'm a son of God listen the temporary conditions amen does not change your eternal position that God gave you from before the foundation of the world if you ever was a son of God you always was a son of God. If you ever had a name on the Lamb's Book of Life, you always had a name on the Lamb's Book of Life. And the reason why God would send a message in this generation is to purge your conscience, is to purge your hearts. Amen. To believe that if God saved me, he didn't save me temporarily. He saved me for time and eternity. If God give me the Holy Ghost, he didn't give me the Holy Ghost to lose me. He give me the Holy Ghost to keep me on my good days, bad days, in days, out days. It doesn't make a difference to a child of God. They know they're drinking from the artesian well. We don't serve God halfway and neither do we have halfway meetings. I said we don't serve God halfway and neither do we have halfway meetings. Amen. We don't come together and wait till the atmosphere gets right to believe the word. We don't wait till somebody sings their favorite song to enjoy the blessings of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We are warriors. We are Christians and we know how to fight through devils. We know how to fight through spirits. We know how to have church. Well, we might as well go and have church this weekend. Amen. We know how to have church. We know how to preach the message. We know how to sing the songs of Zion. We know how to pray until the devil backs up. We know how to believe until the situations change because we are believers who have been purged from the word of God. Listen, if you if you ever if you ever see the results, amen, of a life that serves God half time, amen, it'll so it'll put something in you that'll move you from that halfway desire into a full surrender to God. I can prove that to you by 
Jehoshaphat. The Bible said that Jehoshaphat witnessed, amen, the results of a life, amen, that served God and a life that did not serve God. And you know who that life was? That was Jehoshaphat's father. The prophet said, but Jehoshaphat, amen, had purposed in his heart, amen, to serve the Lord and to cling to the things that his father David did at the beginning. Brother Bam says, I like that at the beginning. The Bible said, in other words, he went back to the old landmark and they can clean out the rows. He said it would be good for Pentecost to go back to the old landmark. It would be good for all of us to go back to the old landmark and clean out the rows. I'm talking to you. He said mostly Pentecostal people. What would happen if the church actually went back to the old landmark? He said you talk about a cleaning up. There'd really be one around the Pentecostal church. How many knows that's the truth? Amen. Oh, how people would be acting different. They would be dressing different. They would be talking different. It just all together be a different church if we went back to the old landmark amen where we started from and don't get mad at me but I'm going to preach to you what I believe amen the landmark of this church is the message of the hour it's the message or it's nothing it's what a prophet told or it's nothing amen if you're trying to line your life up amen by some way out of sin influence amen you're lining your life up with the wrong influence but if you'll come back to the old landmark and line your life up with the message of the hour it will quicken something in you amen that you'll change the way you talk you'll change the way you dress you'll change come on now y'all know I'm preaching to you amen it used to be wrong to wear certain things amen but now we're wearing them it used to it used to be wrong to go certain places amen but now we're going there it used to be wrong to listen to certain things amen but now we're listening to them you know why because some devil has invaded the heart of somebody to believe amen that holiness don't matter no more and clean living don't matter no more amen but that is a devil that is crawled up out of the pits of hell and I think somebody ought to put their foot on that devil and remember that we have been called to be sanctified set aside clean living people People that it can draw from the well of water in the age we're living in. Come on, church. I tell you what happened. Well, I might as well preach. I'm here. Amen. We used to could shout. Amen. But now we got to check our clothes before we do because things have creeped in we should have never been wearing. Come on, church. Amen. But I believe the first night's a good night to clean out the closet. It's a good night to clean out the... Come on, church. It's a good night to clean out the music. It's a good night to clean out the videos. It's a good night to... I'm not going to back up on that devil. We didn't come here for a halfway youth camp. We didn't come here just to sit around and see who could out-sing who and who could out-preach who. We came here that the dynamics of the Holy Ghost would fall in this building and would change our hearts. And the only way it's going to happen is if we go back to the old landmark. I know it's not popular, but it's still the message. It's still the message. This message will change the way you dress. It'll change the way you act. It'll change the way you conduct yourself. It'll change the way you worship. It'll change the way you treat one another. It'll change the way you look at your church. It'll change the way you look at your pastor. It'll change the way you read the message. If you'll just go back to the old landmark and believe that there's a dynamic power that can cleanse you from the devils that have crept into our lives, there is a possibility, Samson, for a revival. 
It'll make you act different. It'll make you dress different. It'll make you talk different. It'll all together be a different church if we went back to the old landmark where we started from. If we went back to where we didn't care to say what a prophet said. If we went back to where we didn't care, amen, to believe what a prophet taught. I would to God we'd get a generation that would lose all fear of believing what a prophet taught. If a prophet said it, it don't matter what devil tries to prove it wrong. A prophet said it and there's a faith in my heart to believe what he said and there's a strength in my body to say what he said because I know this message will whip the devil anywhere, anytime. Listen, I just feel like preaching. I've seen this message whip the devil in India. I've seen this message whip the devil in Africa. I've seen this message whip the devil in Europe and Canada and all across the United States and I believe the same message is going to whip the devil right here in South Carolina this weekend and lives are going to be washed and hearts are going to be cleansed. I tell you why the devil don't want you to get a washing is he wants you to believe you're just an insignificant young person and you're the church of tomorrow but I come to put that devil in his place. You're not the church of tomorrow. You're the church of right now because we might not have. We might not have a tomorrow but we got a right now and you're a part of this church. You're a part of this message. Now, when you start thinking about the channels, you know there's, there are many channels, amen, in the body of Christ. And the prophet of God said that God wants to flow through. I looked up the definition, Brother Josh, of a channel. A channel is a prepared route, amen, for something to pass through into something else. So when a channel, it's a prepared route. In other words, you didn't come here and get prepared, but you came to this age as pre-prepared ground. So you can came in this age by a seed in your heart prepared to receive the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the age you was living. But if you're a channel, Brother Jesse, you were not just prepared for something to be poured into you, but whatever was poured into you, amen, would be poured into somebody else through that channel, amen, because God works through channels. So if God can stop your channel, he can stop somebody else's channel. You want me to prove it to you? The prophet of God said, Amen. That a woman come in the prayer line one time, Amen, and brought her baby there and said, "You've been waiting for your baby to be healed, and your baby's been healed the whole time you was waiting." She said, "Really?" He said, "Yeah." When the woman up there, that mother, prayed for your baby, God, Amen, healed your baby. Now, what if that woman's heart would have been full of a bunch of fear and skepticism and doubt, and God wanted to pour a healing through her channel into that baby? There would have been a kink in the hose, but because her channels of her heart had been unclogged she could receive the outpouring of the power of healing and could lay her hands on that baby and the baby could be healed listen young people amen there's more to this camp than a bunch of preachers and singers there's more to this camp than a bunch of counselors amen you got a part in this camp God wants to use your hands he wants to use your eyes he wants to use your feet he wants to use your mouth he wants to use your body amen to confess the word of God I say oh God open up the windows of heaven and pour out the fire of the Holy Ghost. I don't want to waste one second of this camp. I want to be used for your honor and glory. I want to be a channel in the Bethel camp that God can move through into somebody else. 
Amen. I tell you what God does. Amen. God prepares the channel and the devil does everything he can. Amen. To clog that channel. You know what channels become clogged up? It means it becomes blocked so that little or nothing can pass through. You know what you got to do to unclog something? You got to remove the accumulated matter from it. If you're going to unclog it, you got to remove the accumulated matter from it. Listen, I, I don't mean to get too far out here, but God don't do bypasses. Amen. God does not leave the matter in the heart and do a bypass. Amen. But God is a creator and God goes right to the original artery and God clears out that artery and God makes a way. Amen. For the blood to flow through that artery again. I believe another word for unclogging is revival. And you know what the prophet said? The revival was he said is to wash out all the trash and unbelief amen and let the people come out and see that God is still God how many says I want to see him tonight I want to see him in the morning I want to see him tomorrow night I want to see him every second of this camp I want to see that God is still God and his word is still true amen I believe the Bible says I am the Lord and I change not then if he does not change that means if we'll clean out the channels of our hearts, we can see him. Now, can I just say this to you? Amen, if you're waiting on the channel of God to get open, it's already open. Well, Brother Andrew, I'm praying and waiting for God's channel. Listen, God's channel is not clogged. Come on, God's channel is not clogged. The prophet said, I believe, amen, that the right mental attitude towards any divine promise of God will bring it to pass. If you can look at it in the right way. He said, remember, here's my standard in life. The first thing I want to find out whether it's the will of God or not. Then I know it's God's will. The next thing is my objective and my motive in doing it. Then it's the will of God. My objective is right. My motive is right. Then I can have the faith it'll be done because first it's the will of God and my objective is to go him and my motive is to give him all the glory so there's no selfish motives about it if you have a selfish motive it will not work but if your objective is to he says to make money for yourself or something you'll never succeed he said anything outside the will of the Lord it will not work so there is a genuine faith amen but you must come into the channel of God to have the genuine faith he said there's human faith and there's the faith of God and you must have a godly faith to believe now to have a godly faith you must have the mind of Christ in you then that's how God projects to you visions revelations and all these things amen they come by the mind of Christ amen being in you amen are you hearing me then the Bible said let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be also in you do you know we will never find the channel of God without the mind of God but Paul said these beautiful words he said we have the mind of Christ church we're not looking for for it. We're not waiting for it. We're not praying for it. We have the mind of Christ. Here is the secret. The word is in the bride as it was in Mary. And the bride has the mind of Christ. For she knows what he wants done with his word. Amen. And she performs, amen, the command of the word of the Lord. In Genesis chapter 4, we can find a man named Cain and a man named Abel trying to find the channel of God. Brother Bram said, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice and Cain. He said, now watch Cain was just as religious as Abel was. He said, they both built altars. They both loved God. They both made sacrifices. They both paid their tithes. They both worshiped. They both done everything alike. Amen. But Abel by faith, which is the revelation, the word of God revealed, made plain, showed out, and vindicated. 
Woo, that's a mouthful. The word of God made plain, revealed, showed out, and vindicated. He said, and the true channel, amen. Now watch, God interprets his own word by its terms he spoke it in. Now watch, Cain said, I'm religious. I'm a lover of the maker. I love this fine altar. I love the sacrifice. Lord, I just love you. And Abel said the same thing, amen. But now it's the one that's vindicated and the one that's proven. Now watch this, and God come down and received Abel's sacrifice because by revelation he had struck the true channel of God amen that was accepted so Cain was trying to work his way in that channel amen but Abel by faith by revelation by the word made plain vindicated he accepted the revelation that had been sent to him and by accepting the revelation he unlocked the channel of praise or unlocked the channel of forgiveness amen and it was not through the melons and the pumpkins and the apples or whatever was there amen it was through the blood now come on church amen do you realize there's 900 denominations and they're working themselves to death amen trying to unlock the power to forgive sin trying to unlock the power to keep a revival in the church trying to unlock the power to get young people to show up more than just at a special event amen but here you sit tonight and we're not trying to work it up we're not trying to buy it up amen but God has sent a message in this hour and I'll say this with everything within me by the message of the hour amen we have reopened the channel of revelation to the church that had been clogged up by theology and man-made theories that channel has been open brother Larry there's a revelation and it's flowing in the house of God and if revelation ever drops in the channel the heart of the believer the devil is finished the day of sin is over oh God hallelujah I know it's the first night but it ain't the first meeting we've ever been in amen the channel is open tonight the revelation is flowing you ain't got to wait till Saturday night you ain't got to wait till Sunday morning you ain't got to wait till tomorrow night amen but right here right now this message has unlocked a flow of revelation in this meeting and if you can let that revelation drop into your heart it's over <laughs> it's over the devil is defeated sin is finished is that Sister Ella? God bless you, Sister Ella. It's good to see you. Amen. God opened the channel. Amen. Of the prophetic gift in this generation. Amen. By the fulfillment and the interpretation of his word. When he placed me in this channel of this prophetic gift. Amen. Whatever it might be, I do not know. But the Bible is open here before me. I do not know just what to call it. He said, but it's a prophetic gift. And when he places it upon me, I try to glorify our Heavenly Father. He said, now watch whatever I can to help his people that's what I do then do you realize a prophet was standing with a prophetic gift to the bride of Christ who I believe you're a part of that had a pro it is a prophetic class of people who has a prophetic womb to bring forth prophetic promises but if the channel of prophetic has been shut off then that revelation cannot flow but if that channel is open and that revelation begins to flow it can flow right into this building tonight and you can realize I'm not just a citizen. I'm not just a young girl. I'm not just a young boy. I am a part of the eternal purpose of Almighty God and my name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. Listen, devil, if you was going to get me, you should have got me when you could. 
if the devil was going to get you, he should have got you when he could. Elijah, if the devil was going to get you, he should have got you when he could. Amen, but the devil couldn't get you. Amen, because there's a force over your life. And the force that's over your life is the force of prophecy. And my Bible says that heavens and earth will pass away, but the prophecy of the word, amen, will never fail. And I'm preaching to a young person tonight that no matter what comes, no matter what goes, you will not back up. You will not give in. You will not turn around. You will not lay down. You will not quit. You will pursue that devil because you are a prophetic class of people with a prophetic gift, with a prophetic message, with a prophetic anointing. The force of prophecy is over your life. Come on, church. When we recognize the time that we're living in, what a powerful covenant we are under. It should move the church into action. Come on, this should move the church into action. You say, preacher, I'm waiting on the music to get right. The music ain't this bride's revival. Come on, just let me preach. Well, Brother Andrew, I'm waiting till they sing my favorite song. Your favorite song is not the bride's revival. The bride's revival is a word revival. That's why that the revival burns no matter where it's at because it's not built on a man. It's not built on a church. It's not built on a man's gift. It's not built on a man's personality. This revival has been built on thus saith the Lord and you are a prophetic class of people who under their messenger will be the final voice to the final age. Come on, church. Paul's not coming back. Brother Branham's not coming back, but you're here, and you got a voice, and you got a heart, and there's an anointing upon you. Well, I might as well just say what Paul said. He said, we have obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. He is the mediator of a better covenant, which, Brother David, is established upon better promises. You know what the prophet said? He said, now Miriam and him looking back, they saw that separation. They saw their, their enemies annihilated forever. How long was they going to be safe from them? These Egyptians that you see today you will see no more forever he said amen put them in the sea of forgetfulness and remember them no more that's the kind of God we have he does not go and dig it up again and hold it against you Oh, I'm in a channel right now. It's a channel of condemnation. Amen. Some of you all right now, your channel of faith is clogged with condemnation. It's clogged with I've been, I've done, I've seen, I've said. Amen. But how many can believe that this is more than a sermon? This is more than just a message. Amen. But this is a prophetic word. It's a part of a better covenant that is established upon better promises. And the prophet said that if you can believe that, God does not hold it against you. Here's what God says. I forgot about it. Some of y'all right now are reminding God of things he forgot about. And while you're trying to remind God, I feel like preaching right now. While you're trying to remind God of what you've done, what you said, what you thought, what you looked at, places you went, God is looking at you and saying you could be saying amen. You could be receiving revelation. You could be enjoying the anointing. Amen. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, come on, church. Brother Jesse, if God forgot it, then I think it's time we forget it. If God I put it in the sea of forgetfulness. I think it's time we say, God, I repent of the thing. It's in the sea of forgetfulness. Brother Joseph, it's forgotten. It's not against you. It's not remembered. But I'll tell you what my Bible says. If God be for you, 
If God be for you, then who can be against you? What sin can be against you? What negative thing can be against you? What lie from the pits of hell can be against you? If God is for you, then what devil can be against you? He's in the sea of forgetfulness. I just got to say what the prophet said. He said, no wonder Miriam had a hot spell. Woo, brother. No wonder Miriam had a hot spell and she picked up a tambourine and began to dance and jump up down on the bank. You know the Holy Spirit just looked like it just catches from one to another like Adam's in a relay. It began to jump from one to another. They all got tambourines and just had a real jubilee. And old brother Moses got so happy that he held up his hands and he sang in the spirit. If that ain't a holy roller meeting, I never seen one. If that ain't a holy roller meeting, I never seen one. He said, there's something new. No, it's nothing new. It's just a new tapped with the old. It's just a new that is tapped into the old. He said, there they was singing in the spirit. Amen, dancing in the spirit, beating all the music, clapping their hands. What a time they was having. Now listen to the prophet. Why they was annihilated from their enemy, but listen, he still does the same thing. Well, glory, what he did for Miriam, he still does today under a better covenant, way better than the old covenant. Brother Thomas, if David, or rather Moses and Miriam could dance at the fact their devils and their enemies were dead. Uh, come on, church. Amen. I tell you what I believe they were dancing for. I don't believe they was dancing because of the tambourine. I don't believe they were dancing, amen, because of the music. I believe they were dancing because they was a part of a prophetic class of people and they received the revelation in their hearts that that taskmaster you see, you'll see no more. That devil that's taught you will fight you no more. Listen, church, that was under the blood of bulls and goats, but you're not under the blood of bulls and goats where your sin is just covered. You're under the blood of Jesus Christ where your sin is divorced. It's in the sea of forgetfulness. If anybody got a right to shout, the bride of Jesus Christ has got a right. If anybody got a right to rejoice, then our sins are over our iniquities he will remember no more and they are under the blood oh I just got to say what he said he forgiveth all thine iniquities and healeth all thy diseases you know what he said in the Old Testament? They had one prescription under the Old Covenant. I am the Lord that healeth all thy diseases. He said, but we have six, have some 600 or more better promises on divine healing. Brother Matt, they got happy on one. And we got 600 or more better promises. Well, we just might as well preach. It's Thursday night. We got 600 or more better promises and we come in here looking like the devil's our, is our best friend. And if it wasn't for bad luck, we wouldn't have none at all. Listen, friends, I'm just gonna go ahead and preach since I'm here. I think we ought to get back to enjoying the message. I think we ought to get back to enjoying the word of God. I think we ought to get back to a place where we don't let quotes become common. We don't let things just become another service or another camp. I think we ought to get back to a place we realize who we are in the word of God. And we're not here under the old covenant. We're here under the new. Brother said, if they did that under that covenant, how much greater is the covenant today? He said, you know what? I begin to believe, Christian friend, that we're just living in the beginning of the greatest time this 
world has ever witnessed. I just believe that all the lines are getting unclogged. I just believe, come on church, amen, this was all the way back in 1955, amen, that a prophet announced that the lines were becoming unclogged. Do you realize that was before the seven seals? That was before the seven church ages? That was before the third pool? That was become, now, now I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. You say, Brother Andrew, this is a youth camp. Don't you venture out in the message. Well, listen, I'm talking to people that can build computers, they can build websites. If you can build a computer and build a program, you can understand this message. I refuse to let that devil clog up the channel of revelation in this generation. You're not a bunch of babies. You're not a bunch of babies just kind of be padded all the time. I believe, come on church, I'm preaching to kids that's been through things, brother, sister, you should have never been through, but you're here tonight. You've faced devils you should have never faced, but you faced them and you overcome them and you're here tonight in the house of God with an amen in your heart, with a hallelujah in your soul. Come on, we're not a bunch of babies. I believe we've climbed up the pyramid. I believe we're adopted sons and daughters of God. This adoption is not in the future. It's right here, right now. You are right now the sons and daughters of God. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next youth camp. Right now, you are the sons and daughters of God in position by the message of the hour. I don't believe you're coming into power. I believe you're in power. I believe the lines are all unclogged. He said, I just believe all the lines are getting unclogged. You know, they've been clogged up with all kinds of doctrines and theologies and all kinds of stuff and unbelief. Now, now if I can have some liberty here, I'm gonna labor for a second. He said that's been handed down from generation to generation. So actually you have got clogged up, <laughs> clogged up channels that actually was clogged up because something was passed down to you was passed down to you from another generation. So from one generation, it come into another generation, and because that generation didn't deal with it, it come over in the next generation, and because, come on church, and because that generation, are you hearing me? Amen, things have been piled up. Now I just might as well preach since I'm here. Amen, I tell you what happens. Amen, things don't get buried and they get passed. They don't get buried and they get passed. Like one time, I, I probably probably told this before, but I'm gonna say it again. I was at a church one time, two young men stand there talking to me. Brother Jason, they were telling me about a fight in the church that happened. I, well, they told me about it like they was a part of it. And when they got done, I said, when did that happen? Brother looked at me, brother looked at me. He said, oh, I think that was about 25 years ago when that happened to my grandfather. <sighs> well, I'm here, I might as well plow through it. I said 25 years ago, something happened and 25 years later, that thing is still living in the next generation when it should have never left that generation. Somebody should have found an altar somewhere and confessed that thing and killed it. Come on church, I think it's time to put some devils in the grave. I think it's time to bury some ill feelings. I think it's time to put some devils in their place. You are not the recipient of complexes and church problems and so-and-so belittling so-and-so and this happened. Amen, come on church, it's a new generation. I think we ought to bury the hatchet. I think we ought to bury the ax. I think we ought to grow up and be young men and women and say that was a generation ago. I will not be a carrier for what happened 20 years ago. I tell you what we ought to be carrying. We ought to be carrying testimonies. We ought to be carrying victories. We ought to let the past be the past. 
Now you all know I'm preaching. Let the past be the past. And then you know what happens? Hey, Amen, Brother Jordan, something will happen 20 years ago and that'll come down and then that person who was not a part of it will begin to treat somebody wrong because they think they're, well, I don't know, I'm here. Are you hearing me? And it just keeps passing down and passing down and passing down. Well, come on, church. What are you all going to grow up and marry and pass down to your kids? A bunch of problems and a bunch of so-and-so don't believe this and so-and-so don't believe that and brother so-and-so teaches this and brother, come on, church. I think we ought to bury them devils tonight and realize we got a future and the devil's not in it. We got a future and fear is not in it. We got a future and division is not in it. We got a future. Amen and complex is just not in it but I'll tell you what is in it the rapture's in it and the body changes in it and healing is in it and miracles is in it and victory is in it and power is in it and anointing is in it and Holy Ghost power and freedom is in your future I say tonight church bury the past and don't pass it down another generation now I'm here one generation dealt with it, so I guess I got to. That devil will not clog your channels. Now, I might as well just say it. Well, some of y'all sitting there thinking time's going to change that devil. Well, let me just say it like this. You take a young man that don't think church is important and he gets married and he thinks marriage is going to change it. No, he'll just make marriage. He'll take marriage and make church more unimportant. So instead of him not going, now his wife and him ain't going. <laughs> And then he'll think, well, we'll get kids, and when kids come along, we'll change it. Amen. But then kids come along, and now you got a whole family at the beach on Sunday, and the house of God sitting empty. And that devil was right here in this meeting because you didn't think church was important. Come on, church. Amen. Some of y'all, hell, God. Are you hearing me? Amen. Sit there and stare at your pastor like he's got three heads and disrespect the ministry, disrespect the pastor, and then think marriage is going to change it. Listen, marriage will not change that devil. The only thing that's going to change that devil is that channel gets unclogged and you get an old-fashioned refreshing from the presence of God and you can love everybody, you can forgive everybody, you can enjoy the blessings of God. It's got to stop somewhere. I said it's got to stop somewhere. Come on, church. Amen. Some of you all are plagued with nervousness. And you think, well, when I get married, amen, marriage is going to fix it. No, you'll just take a wife into nervousness. I'm off my notes, but I'm here. And I've got quotes for it. The prophet said, let one person in the house get nervous and the whole house gets nervous. He said, let one person get anxiety and the whole house gets it. He said, but let one person begin to rejoice and it can move to the entire house. I say, oh God, put a hand of faith in every believer here this weekend that we can learn how to fight that devil as skilled soldiers. It's got to stop somewhere. Come on, I know, amen, lying history in your generation come right down upon you and you fight the same old lying devil, couldn't tell the truth if your life depended, but somewhere it's got to stop. Come on, I'm not backing off that devil. I've got him real uncomfortable right now and I'm gonna keep him that way till we kill him. 
Come on, young men. Amen. A lust devil right now, well, marriage will fix it. Listen, you take a marriage with a lust devil, if that marriage is oh God, if that marriage is built on lust, it's only a matter of time before that marriage becomes another statistic and you become another case where there should have been a deliverance. Come on, I'm just going to preach to you. I don't believe we ought to subject our marriages to Laodicea to be fixed. I believe right here in the house of God is a good place to change the future of a future husband or a future woman. I believe there's power in the message of the hour. Amen. To change a man's nature. To change a woman's nature and put him in position to be a real woman. To be a real man of God. Time does not change spirits. Brother Matt, time matures spirits. So you take an 18-year-old boy, battling lust, put him in a nursing home at 80 years old, he'll still be flirting with the nurses because time didn't change it. It only matured it. But somewhere it's got to stop. Somewhere it's got to die. Somewhere it's got to end. Well, why not this be the night? Say, devil, this is the last day I'm going to carry lust. This is the last day I'm going to carry anxiety. This is the last day I'm going to carry things from generations before me. I believe tonight, tonight to unclog the channels and let all the past be the past. I do not want to leave this camp reformed. I want to leave transformed. Now, are you saying, Brother Andrew, you're getting out there. Am I really? Am I really? The devil loves to clog up these channels. He loves to clog. Now, right now, what he's trying to do is he's trying to clog up the channel of inspiration. Because inspiration is where things begin to change. Under inspiration is where things begin to change. Under the inspiration is where lives begin to be changed. Listen to what the Bible said. The Bible said there is a spirit in man, and it's the inspiration of the Almighty that giveth him the understanding. Do you see what's happening in your services? Is your pastors are not hooked up to your phones. They're not tapped into your bedrooms. They're not tapped into your schools. Amen. They're working for the spirit of inspiration. And there's a spirit trying to destroy you. And so that man of God gets alone somewhere with God and finds the mind of God and comes into the pulpit and then that spirit begins to cry out, I need help. I need help. They're getting ready to get free. They're getting ready to get delivered. You know what it is? It's a devil trying to get reinforcement. Amen. To stop what God is pouring in the church. But the prophet said this. He said, listen. He said, when you know you've done exactly what God told you to do, see, then wait for that channel of inspiration to open up to you and then you'll say, now I'm healed. When it drops in there, then it's all over. He said, now watch, you don't need no prayer lines, nothing else, it's over. See, it's been revealed to you. Now watch this, now when it's revealed to you that you yourself has received, oh God, has received God's promise, the inspiration, you being Christians, it struck you. He said, you don't even need a prayer line. Now we all believe in prayer lines, right? But we believe in them, but the prophet said the only thing you need is an open heart. When all the mechanics are ready, then let the inspiration drop in. Then nothing can change your mind. You've got it. Outside of that, it would do no good. When a man is inspired, are you hearing me? When the mechanics are in line and the inspiration begins to pour 
upon the mechanics, which is the dynamics, begins to pour upon the mechanics. There's nothing the devil can do to change your mind. See, that's why it's got to move beyond flesh. It's got to move beyond spirit. It's got to move beyond when I went to camp and I got in the atmosphere and I really felt like I got a freedom. Amen. Listen, that that freedom has got to go from your feet. It's got to go from your hands. It's got to go into your soul. And when that revelation drops, oh my church, when that revelation drops in your soul, there's nothing the devil can do to change your mind. Oh, I'm preaching to you. When the revelation gets in your soul, the devil can do nothing to change your mind. Y'all know I'm preaching to you because we've all been there. We went to camp. We got delivered. We felt good. We went home and the devil said you didn't get nothing. And the devil said you didn't feel nothing. You went and saw your old friends and found yourself back in that shape. Do you know why that is? It's because the prophet said, amen, it just got on the outside. It didn't get on the inside. But if it gets on the inside, come on, if if it gets on the inside, then you can go back to all your old friends and they don't have enough mental power, amen, to put you under a pressure, amen, to go back to the things that you've been delivered from. Are you hearing me? When it, I think Brother Paul Fontaine wrote a song, when it drops from your head into your heart, when it drops from your head into your heart and becomes a revelation. Are you hearing me? When it becomes a revelation, then it's not an emotion I'm free. It's not a feeling I'm free. It's a revelation I'm free. Then you know what will happen? The emotion, as much as we love it, will leave you, but the revelation never will. The sensation will leave you. Amen, Brother jo- Amen, but the, but the revelation will be there when you feel like everything's against you. Now, I'll just say it to you like this because I'm hurrying along here. The probably God said in the Old Testament, I, I pray this, okay? He said in the Old Testament, he said what happened was, he said the war, he said in war they had tactics. He said what those tactics was, was the enemy would come in and would stop up the water channels. Now watch, if the enemy could just cut off the water supply, then the people would die. In Genesis 26, 17, the Bible says Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerir and dwelt there. Now watch this, and Isaac digged again the wells of water. Somebody say water. Which they had digged in the days of Abraham, his father. So Isaac was not digging new wells. Come on, Brother Jason. Isaac was not digging new wells. The wells were already dug, but they had gotten clogged up. Somewhere but okay, from one generation to the next, somewhere from Abraham to Isaac, the wells had gotten clogged up and they had to be redug. And the Bible says the Philistines had stopped them, amen, after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after by which their father had called them. Now watch, Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of spring and water. Did you all catch that? They found a well of spring and water. And the herdsmen of Gerir did strive with Isaac's herdsmen saying the water is ours and he called the name of the well he sick with both they strove with him and they digged another well and strove for that also and he called the name of it Sitna and he removed from thence and digged another well and for that they strove not and he called the name of it Rehoboth and he said for now the Lord hath made room for us all and we shall be fruitful in the land. Remember said now in the public utility he said if you don't pay the bill they'll cut off the water you'll 
dry up around the house. He said, and that's what's the matter with God's people tonight. They just didn't pay the price. God cut their water off. See, go to any desert you want to. That's the reason some of you full gospel church members and so forth, amen, don't believe in divine healing is because your water has been cut off. That's right. And when there's no water, it gets stickers. Where there's water, watch this, where there's water, that same plant will soften up, amen, and make leaves. Amen, that same plant will soften up and make leaves. So they found out they was without water. And when you're without water, amen, you're without life. When you're without water, you're without life. Are you hearing me? When you're without water, amen, you're without life. Amen, the prophet of God said here, amen, amen, hurry in here. He said, now here many people say, well, if I only had faith. Now what you're saying is, if I only had faith to open up the channels. He said, but faith does not mean long drawn out prayer meetings. It doesn't mean long fast. Faith is unconscious. Your real faith, you're unconscious of it. You don't know you've got the faith. It's an unconscious matter within you. He said, could you imagine Jesus questioning whether he had faith or not to stop the winds or steal the waves or have faith enough to raise Lazarus? He never questioned his faith. Now listen, we must allow the Holy Spirit, amen, to unclog the channel of faith. Amen, I'm just gonna share this to you. I was driving down the road early this morning just praying and the Lord just spoke these words to my heart and I'm just gonna say it. It's, this is just prayer. The Spirit of the Lord said, we gotta unclog the channel of faith and clog the channel of doubt. We got to unclog the channel of faith and clog the channel of doubt. Do you realize the matter that has accumulated in your channel of faith is what you need to accumulate in your channel of doubt? Are you hearing me? The questions about the message that have accumulated in your channel of faith needs to be unclogged and accumulated in the channel of doubt. i tell you why Satan loves to clog the channel. Amen. He, he loves to clog the channel of our purpose. Amen. With our failures. But according to Ephesians 3.11, the purpose of God is an eternal purpose. And I say this, the purpose of God is irresistible. It is sure of fulfillment. It is seen in his choice of instruments. It is revealed in the gospel. It is eternal in Christ, and it involves the overthrow of Satan. Oh, God, church living God, amen, the devil right here, right now, is trying to clog your channel of purpose. Well, Brother Andrew said to get rid of the generation, and Brother Andrew preached this, but listen, it's not for you because you don't have a purpose. Well, you just sit there and watch me. I'm going to go after that devil for a second. Every single one of you all have got a purpose. Come on, church. Quit letting the devil tell you you're an accident. You're a mistake. You shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be in this camp. Amen. Why don't you go ahead and put that devil under your foot right now and say, God has a purpose for my life. He has a purpose for me being here. He has a purpose. Come on. He has a purpose in these meetings. He has a purpose in this ministry. He has a purpose in this camp. Amen. And the eternal purpose of God will not be defeated, but we will defeat the devil who Who's trying to defeat the purpose of God. We were created for the purpose to control and to rule and to praise God and to live for God. Listen, church, when God made you, he made you with an eternal purpose. Brother Bram said it like this. He refers to Genesis 1 and he said, man was made superior to everything on the earth. Amen. Man was made a secondary. Amen. God on the earth. That was Adam. Now listen to what a prophet said. He said, now what's in man? He's yet a son of God. No matter. Oh my. 
I, can I labor here for a second? He's a son of God no matter what state he's in, no matter how sinful he is, how far away he is. He's a fallen son, but yet he's a son, and God is his creator. God is his maker. God has bought him with a price. He may never reconcile himself to that. He may never accept it. It may never do him any good, but yet he and she is a daughter of God. He said, then what did God put man here for? I'm closing on these points. What did God put man here for? He said, when God made man in the beginning, he made him superior to anything on the earth. He gave him jurisdiction over everything on earth to control everything. He controlled the animal life. He controlled the fowl life. He controlled the fishes of the sea. He controlled the winds, the plant life. He controlled everything. He said, but the free moral agency, amen, was the power by which man fell. Listen, church, man was made as a secondary God on earth. He was given the power, amen, to control all things, all elements of the earth. That was Adam. And Adam was given these great powers, but then the power that he was given to make himself is where he failed. Can I say it to you like this? I'm going to borrow something from Brother Donnie Reagan. He says, our free moral agency has caused us more trouble than we ever realize. Adam could speak to the winds and stop them. He could speak to the trees and they would obey. He could speak to wildlife, it would obey. He could speak to the waters, everything. He said, now, are you ready for this church? He said, through the fall, he lost that power. Then he become unconscious of the fact after losing his relationship and friendship and fellowship with the Father, he lost that and all of his great channels become clogged up and he couldn't get through. He said, now what Adam was in God, Christ has redeemed us back to that. Now a redeemer is to redeem anything, is to bring it back to its origin again. Come on church, it's time on a Thursday night to go back to the beginning. It's time to go back to the old landmark. It's time to go back to Genesis 1 where you were not inferior and the devil was superior but it's time to go back to where you were superior and every devil was inferior. Listen, church, Satan knows tonight. He knows that he will never defeat God. Somebody say Satan knows. Satan knows. He will never defeat God. So he's, oh God. <laughs> Brother Matt, he knows he will never defeat God. So he's always attacking the closest thing to God. He knows he'll never defeat God. He knows he'll never defeat the bridegroom. Brother Barry, so what does he do? He constantly attacks the closest thing to God. And the closest thing to God is his bride. Come on, church. So because the devil knows he'll never defeat God, he's trying to defeat you. But I just want to put hell on notice tonight. He will never defeat the bridegroom, and he will never defeat the bride. He can shoot. He can throw. He can kick. He can holler. But there is anointing that has been released in this generation. In other words... In other words, in the closest thing to God, he says all of the plumbing as it was in our brain and the outlets, the faith has been clogged up with business affair, with home life, with domestic things. It's become so clogged up until God cannot operate through those channels that he made a man for. If God designed man's body, he certainly designed the body of his son, the church. And he's designed us to come together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and have these supernatural workings of God. 
outlets through gifts of the Spirit, such as prophecy, wisdom, knowledge, gifts of healing, and not as an individual so much, but us as a unit, we're all together, one great body of people. The Bible said we have spooled the principalities and powers. Brother Bram said, watch. You know what that word spool, the word spool means disarm. Brother Bram said, this is the confidence we have in God that we got what we asked for, for he's God. And he cannot take back his word. He's got to stay with that word. We was made for that purpose. And the only thing that hindered the human race today from being superior, controlling like they did in the beginning, is because the power lines of the lines of the outlet of God made in the human being has been clogged up. Now, I just got to say what the prophet said. He said, theology's clogged those lines up. He said, how much more then could the power of God, the Holy Ghost, once passing through the human heart by faith, what, would, what could it do? He said, look what the Holy Spirit has promised to believers today. He said, now, if God could ever just clear that little channel out, I'm, I'm, I'm closing on this point. If God could ever just clear that little channel out and run energy out to that place, then something's going to happen. Listen, I've been in youth camps before as a camper. I've seen the Holy Ghost move in a meeting, change a life, bring that changed life back to a dorm, and change another life. I've literally seen that. You know why? Oh, my, I'm out of time. You know why? Because the fivefold ministry, can I say it this way, is electricians. They're wiring the spiritual building of the body. And the prophet of God said, if properly taught in every fiber of our body, being lost in Christ to his word, he said, if you got all the theology, got some doctrine, got some superstition, got some unbelief, got something that stops up somewhere, then the energy can never pull through you. But when you get to a place where you're perfectly wired and the master electrician has okayed it by sealing it with the Holy Spirit, the only thing is just turn on the switch, then there'll be a light show. That's right. Somebody say these words with me. Make this valley full of ditches. Listen, church, the water is here. As our musicians are coming, the water is here. In the book of Kings, the Bible says he saw, he saw a vision. Y'all familiar with it? He said, bring a minstrel. And he came and, and when a minstrel played, the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, thus saith the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. Now watch this, for thus saith the Lord, ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain, yet the valley shall be filled with water, that ye may drink, both ye, your cattle, and your beast. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. But he will deliver the Moabites also into your hand. And ye shall smite every fence city, every choice city, and shall fell every good tree, and stop all wells of water, and mar every good piece of land with stones. So the enemy clogged up their channels. When they unclogged those channels, they took what they unclogged in their channels, threw them in the enemy's channels, threw them in the enemy's channels, and clogged the enemy's channels. Whoo, brother. Prophet God said, I saw a vision. I see the way out. He said, I tell you, brother, today the church hasn't got the vision. They had more prayer. They'd be more spiritual than what they are. He said, now watch. When he's seen how the way out. Listen, are you hearing me? The vision was the way out. I'm preaching to you the vision of the prophetic message. It's the way out. It's the way you're going to get out. 
Now he said, the first thing I want you to do is go out here and make this valley full of ditches just as hard as you can dig. For thus saith the Lord, you'll not see any wind, any rain, but the valley will be full of water. More ditches, the more water. He said, what did he see? He saw a vision of that spiritual rock that Moses had already smitten and been speaking to. So he just spoke to that rock and it was ready to pour forth the water when ditches was made for it to run in. When ditches was made for that water to run in, the only thing they were waiting on was somebody to start digging. Brother Andrew, you're going real slow right now. I am. Because I've preached you the vision. The water's here. The rain is here. The refreshing is here. Brother John, the deliverance is here. The miracle is here. Now here's your shovel. Get to digging. Get to digging. Dig out that ditch. Dig out that ditch of fear. Dig out that, come on, get the fear out of the ditch. Get the complex out of the ditch. Get the generational curse out of the ditch. Get the they don't like me, they don't care for me. Get it out of the ditch, church. The rain is here. But the ditch has got to be open for the rain to fall in. Come on, Isaac. Amen. The well was there when your father Abraham was there. But somewhere something's got in there. But if you can just start digging. Oh, church of the living God, I feel like shouting right now because there's some people digging right now. And by revelation, I see the rain clouds. I see the rain of healing. I see the rain of victory. I see the rain of anointing. I see the rain of liberty. I see the rain of freedom. I see the rain of forgiveness. I see the joy of the Lord upon the church. Come on, some of you young people, get to digging. Come on, counselors, don't get mad at me. Amen, but your counselors, maybe you need to dig. Come on, you're not just taking up a bed and paying a camp fee, but you're a channel in this camp as well. You're a channel in this camp as well. And if there's a, something in your ditch and can't no water get in there, can't no water get in that dorm. But if you can let the thing go and break out by faith. Won't you stand to your feet with us tonight? That's what we got to do tonight. Can I say what a prophet said? He said the smitten rock tonight is here. Brother Paul, the same rock that Moses spoke to years ago and water come out of it. Brother Noah, it's right here in this building tonight. Now listen, I know, I know the devil's put a bad name on digging, but I believe in digging. I believe in digging things out. I believe when you come up against a wall and you realize there ain't no water falling, there ain't no anointing, there ain't no spirit, there ain't no joy, church is just a ritual, fear has become your guide, what people say about you has become your limitations, what somebody thinks about you has become the way you live, I'm preaching to you right now. 
Tell you what I believe. I believe when that happens, it's time to get to digging. Don't get mad at me. Please don't. But I'm afraid some of us have got to shout more than we got to digging. Now don't get mad at me. Because you know I love shouting and dancing as much as anybody in the world. But the prophet of God said you ain't going to stomp this devil out. He said you got to dig this devil out. He said the way you dig is you repent. What has happened to the ability to say I'm wrong? We live in a generation where nobody's wrong, everybody's right. So that spirit has come right in the message. And nobody's wrong, everybody's right. It's his fault, his fault, his fault, somebody else's fault. It's not mine. If some... And you know what you're doing? You're sitting there spiritually dying. Blaming this person and blaming that person. But I'm just going to tell you what the prophet said. He said, the deeper you dig, the more water you get. No matter how much preaching there is, how many visions there are, the subject was then, and the main principle was make ready for the water, get the ditches dug. He said, that's the way you got to do tonight is make way for the Holy Ghost to pour down. Make it in your house. Make it in your church. Make it in yourself. Kick everything out of the way and get ready. There's coming a gusher. Brother Jason, can I say these words over this camp? There's coming a gusher. If you'll get ready for it, if you'll make ready for it, if you don't do it, you'll never see it. Now it's up to the church tonight. You got a nice tent here, got nice pews, churches, seats, got nice people, got nice singing. We got a wonderful Savior. Can I say this? You're sitting on a beautiful campground, beautiful buildings, but lay aside everything. Every sin that easily besets you. Brother Branham, I don't do nothing. Maybe that's what's the matter then. The trouble of it is, it's more sin not to do than it is to do when you know better. Church, the Spirit's message tonight is dig or perish. Dig or perish. I believe there's young people tonight that can dig out them ditches and shout about the victories for the next few days. Brother Levi, I really believe right here in this meeting tonight, ditches are getting opened. Channels are becoming unclogged. Won't you bow your hearts with us tonight? You know that song, Pour Your Spirit Out on Me? Pour Your Spirit Out on Me. Ever head bowed, ever eye closed. I'm just going to deliver to you what's burning in my heart tonight. Dig or die. Dig or perish. Dig or dry up and become another message believer, going to another message camp. Dig. Dig that, dig that channel out. Dig that channel out. That old critical spirit, that critical log that's laying there in that channel, dig it out tonight. That unforgiveness, dig it out tonight. Listen, as I've already said, young people, you're sitting here tonight and some of you have been through things that young people should never have to go through. You face situations, been through problems that young people should never have to experience. But whatever you went through wasn't strong enough to kill you because you're still here tonight. But maybe the devil's trying to take that log and throw it in your channel. 
And you can't forgive mama, can't forgive daddy, can't let this go, can't forgive the preacher, can't forgive this person. Listen, church, dig tonight or perish. Ever head bowed, ever eye closed on the first night of this youth camp? Would there be one could raise your hand and say, Brother Andrew, I hear the Lord speaking to my heart tonight. Fashions have creeped in. Worldly ways have creeped in. Unbelief has creeped in. Doubt has creeped in. Fear, anxiety, all kinds of things have creeped in. Brother Andrew, I need some water. Well, I invite you on this first night, the altar's open. You're more than welcome to come and dig. Maybe you're a counselor here tonight and the word of God has spoke to your heart. God bless you, my brother. The word of God has spoke to your heart as a counselor. And you say, Lord, on this first night, I realize as a, as a counselor in these dorms, I've got to be a channel. And this log is in the channel. And this log is in the channel. I've got to get it out of there, Lord. I've got to be in position to minister to these kids, to, to tell them of the goodness of God, to tell them of the faithfulness of God. What about you, young men? What about you, young ladies? Your whole life is ahead of you. Your future is ahead of you. Why don't you let on this first night of Bethel Camp 2023 be the night you dig out them wells? Listen, I tell you this tonight of authority because our fathers have drunk from them. And if our fathers have drunk from them, I know there's still water underneath all the logs. I know there's still water underneath all the logs. Heavenly Father, Lord, all across this building tonight, Lord, hearts are open, Lord. Fathers, I'm reminded how that your prophet told us that when man failed, that his, the channels in his brain become clogged. And Lord, he forgot that he was superior and not inferior. He, Lord, he forgot he had dominion over the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, the trees of the earth. He forgot those things, Lord. And Father, what caused that was some channels in his, in his brain got clogged. Lord, as I was just talking to a brother the other day, and he was sharing with me how that all of a sudden he just one day woke up and he forgot how to do this. He forgot how to start his truck. He forgot how to get this place. He forgot how to do this at his house. They rushed him to the hospital. They took him in there and run a scan. And they showed there was something in his, in his, in his brain. There was an artery clogged. And it was cutting off a part of blood flow to his brain. And all these things was going on. They had to do emergency surgery. And Lord, as he stood there and testified to me, he said, when they did that surgery, just a few days when that artery got open, he said, I began to remember how to start my truck. I began to remember how to do things around my house. I remember how to get places. And Lord, I couldn't help but think of your prophet in the message, spiritual amnesia, Lord. Father, when that soldier was coming home and Lord, he had forgot about how to get home. He forgot who he was. He forgot where he come from. But Lord, when they got him off that train and he began to walk around and he began to see the old landmarks, his memory began to come back to him. He crossed the hill. I love as the prophet said it. He said, there said his old daddy looking across the hill and he began to see his son coming and he took off to him and his daddy said, I never believed it when they told me you wouldn't come home. Lord, that daddy knew that if his mind, if that channel become unclogged, he could remember who he was. He could remember where he come from. Satan, I speak to you tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Thou demon of matter and accumulation in the arteries of the spiritual heart and brain of these believers, I adjure thee in the name of Jesus Christ. 
thou demon that tries to clog their channels and clog their arteries and cause them to forget who they are, forget where they come from, forget what they believe, forget where they're, what they're following, forget what God has done for them. Satan, thou art an offense to me, and I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ, and I call your bluff tonight, Satan, and I pray the power of the Holy Ghost would rain down in this building tonight from the front row to the back, from the oldest to the youngest, from the preacher to the deacon to the musician to the young people. Lord, I pray you would rain all across this building tonight on the first night of this camp, Lord. I pray every channel would come open. I pray every artery would come open. I pray, Lord, that there would be such supernatural testimonies come out of these meetings through the outlets of your spirit, working through the channels of your believers. I join my faith with them tonight, Lord, and I believe that it's possible tonight that the Holy Ghost can clean out the arteries and bring such a revelation in the hearts of these people that that water can flow through there again, Lord. That thing that's been handed down from generation to generation, I pray right now, Lord, you would give some young person the courage and the strength to say, Satan, it stops right here. I will not carry this temper. I will not carry this jealousy. I will not carry this bitterness. I will not carry this unforgiveness. I will not carry this grudge. I will not carry this devil. Satan, you stop right here. I will not carry my past. I will not carry my failures. I throw them in the hands of Jesus, and he throws them in the see of forgetfulness and Satan they will not pass down one more generation it will not fall upon one more set of ears it's over Satan in the name of Jesus Christ it's over it's over Satan take your hands off of these young people in the name of Jesus Christ you ministers come help us pray for the people tonight the altar's open if you need prayer we'll pray with you your counselors are welcome to come. I want you right now just to close your eyes. Forget about who's around you. Forget about what you're gonna do in the next hour, what you're gonna do in the morning. I want you to ask the Lord right now, Lord, open up the channels of my heart. Open up the channels of my heart. The arteries are clogged. The spiritual arteries are clogged. I need the rain of your spirit. I need the rain of your anointing. Pour it out here tonight, Lord. Hallelujah. Maybe those of you in the pews, you just enter into worship. You just enter into praise here tonight. Break through that barrier. Break through that unbelief. Break through that doubt. Break through that lying spirit. Your father's drunk from these wells. Your pastor's drunk from these wells. The men of God have drunk from these wells. Let the Holy Ghost open up the channels tonight. Maybe you need to repent. Maybe you just need to nail down there at your pew or at this altar and say, God, I'm sorry, Lord. I've been places I shouldn't have been. My eyes have seen things they shouldn't have seen. My mouth has said things they shouldn't have said. Unclog my heart tonight, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Help me find you. How I need your touch. Find my dry and broken places. Thirsty for your love. Lord, Forgive me if I've wandered 
our God. Let's just worship for a few minutes. Amen. Keep B flat, I believe. The splendor of a king clothed in majesty let all the earth rejoice all the earth rejoice Hey, he wraps himself in 
worship how great oh how great is our God sing with me great is our God and all sing how great how great is our Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's sing one other song, Key of D. Amen. It's a highway to heaven. None can walk up there but the pure in heart. It's a
Amen, amen. I think the Lord deserves one more hand. Amen. Let's give the Lord a real big hand of praise. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. I want to really quick have a couple of announcements. One, I don't know where Brother Jason disappeared, but we definitely want to appreciate him for giving us the opportunity to have such a camp. Amen. So we really appreciate him and all the staff and all the everyone that came and pitched in. We really appreciate y'all. It's a tremendous night. Amen. To have the anointing of the Holy Spirit just ring through the place on the first night. We really appreciate that. Amen. Amen. One thing that we want to do is while the deacons come take the offering, um, Brother Brad, if y'all can come take the offering, um, I want to make a couple more announcements. We do have refreshments and different things in concessions. Um, hamburgers and hot meals are being prepared as we're speaking. Amen. So that and also I believe um, the drums. All right. So the drums that we have here, they're really expensive drums and we want to limit to no one playing the drums except for that gentleman back here that's that's playing the drums amen so if you have a special and you want drums to be played then get with chris and he'll definitely go over those songs for me he's one of my best drum players in the message let's give him a hand thanks chris he's he's pretty embarrassed but we appreciate it man <laughs> Amen. Let's just bow our heads. Amen. Uh, Brother Don, if you want to um, bless the offering this evening. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being present here tonight. We thank you for your, your presence, Lord, for just moving in a supernatural way to touch every heart, every soul, Father. We just look forward to what you have for us to follow and we want to give lord offerings unto thee lord you've done so much for us we owe everything that we are unto you lord thank you for all that you've done in our lives thus far just may you bless these offerings lord as we take them up for you in jesus name amen give me a kid g amen i've got my mind made up and I won't turn back Cause I won't
Ah, ah, ah. We got a couple more announcements before we dismissed. I'm glad. Thank you. Amen. Brother Diggs at the bonfire tonight um, in the front of Gold Bricks tonight. So that'll be a bonfire there. Amen. Hot concessions available tonight at Main Street. Um, I think that's the concessions, correct? Yes. Also, first thing in the morning, breakfast is at 8.30 a.m. in the cafeteria, which is also Gold Bricks. There will be um, a teaching uh, session in the cafeteria um, as well. So right there, um, soon as you're while you're eating, I believe, and during that time, we're going to have a session there. Um, right, so just stay put after you finish eating, okay? Amen. So I believe at this time that is all the announcements. Yes. Ah, okay. So at 8.30, that breakfast is mandatory. All right. Um, the facility went... It's a huge place, is all I can say. Everybody should be able to eat at the same time. So let's get over there, get seated so they can serve you. Mandatory. So don't sleep in. If there's somebody beside you that are sleeping, get up. It's time to get ready. All right? Let's give the Lord one more hand. Amen. 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 So again, we have the bonfire tonight and also concessions. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Have a good evening. Amen.